Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is George Pate. This is Tommy Pate. Taking Care of Business. We are in the second full week of September. Um, uh, anything noteworthy to say about this week? I mean, last week last week was Labor Day. We had our, our webinar last week, uh, the return of college football. Um, I can think of many things, none of which would be appropriate for the radio. Um, just the normal discuss with our monetary policies and the or lack thereof. Yeah. So no, I have nothing to say. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's interesting. One of the one of the things in our webinar that we did last week. Again, I'm going to keep plugging this because it had a lot of really really great information, and it's it's up on our YouTube channel. And I'd encourage y'all to go check it out. Um, like I said, just a lot of really really great data information predictions that sort of thing. Um, one of the things that it mentioned was that, you know, how is, where does the Fed go from here? Where does the Federal Reserve Board go? How do they, how do they go about fixing this inflation problem we have? And one of the things that pointed out, and I had, uh, I mean, I, I remember this when they said it was that January of this year, that, infl- that the inflation we were having was <laughs> transitory. Uh, that this was this inflation was not going to last. Uh, they said that last year. They said that at the beginning of this year. But that the data shows that that was really damaging to their reputation. Uh, that it really shook if, confidence. In if the people Reserve would Board. read the news, even though it's garbage, and remember what is said, and see how much flip flop is done. Um, you know, one of the little known facts is that. We okay. We had that ridiculous trillion um, recession reduction act, and then one week later, Biden did the student loan forgiveness program, which wiped out what three hundred billion dollars, or what was it? Uh, yeah, there really wasn't a lot going on with, with the recession reduction act anyway. So three hundred billion dollars that was allocated for student loans, and a week later he was forgiving student loans, which so. Three hundred billion dollars that was allocated for that is now where? I mean, what what's going to happen to it now? Yeah, who knows? I mean, but but if 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 the American public, who I've said before, is not the sharpest group of people, they have a short memory. Uh, that, that's and, and and I'm not talking about any one person. I'm talking about the general public. People have a really really short memory. Um, you know, we'll have one blow up of about something and then a week later we're on to the next topic um but anyway so um anyway we, we can rant and rave about that all day but we'll jump right into the show today my name is george pate i'm a financial advisor with the journeys group my name is tommy pate i'm a certified financial planner with the journeys group we're an independent registered investment advisory firm in aden north carolina right outside of greenville our phone number is 252 252- Seven four six six seven eight five. Again, two five two seven four six six seven eight five. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website's got a variety of financial articles about various topics that we regularly rotate on it. It has our contact information. If you have a question for us or want to set up a time to meet with us, there's a place where you fill in your information and uh, we'll be in touch with you. 
It has links to our social media, to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our YouTube channel. Uh, again, as I mentioned, the um, we've got a variety of videos up on YouTube, and all of our webinars are also posted on YouTube as well. Uh, the last, again, last one we did halftime report last week, kind of a check in with where we were, how close we were with our predictions at the beginning of the year. Again, a lot of really, really great numbers, graphs, data, statistics, that sort of thing. Really encourage you to check that out. It it, it was very eye-opening and gave, gave a really great perspective on where we are right now and the fact that in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that bad. That it doesn't feel good and it, and it's not good but compared to other times we are not it, we're not nearly as bad as it has been in the past uh, we're not on the verge of economic collapse but anyway so i I'd, I'd really encourage y'all to check that out it uh, a lot of really again just a lot of great information no opinions of ours just strictly facts data numbers um we do that every year along with our state of the markets webinar in in towards the beginning of the year where we kind of predict the upcoming year and review the past year. Um, and then last but not least, it has the podcast taking care of business up there. So if you miss a show and want to check it out, uh, that's the place to do it. I think we're on like 19 different places. I'd encourage you to uh, follow us on any of those. That way you can hear the new episodes every week. And with that, we will jump right into it. What are we talking about today? I believe we are going to continue our conversation <clears throat> about inflation and recession but we're going to focus more on how to how to deal with it. Yeah, last week was big picture inflation. How does the Fed how does the how does the federal government handle inflation? How do they combat it? Today we're going to talk about more on the ground, you know, boots on the ground. How do normal people prepare for inflation recessions and how do they how do we combat it? How do how do we prepare for it? So it's really interesting when I was when I was doing you know putting some notes together for this show. A lot of the notes that I found and wrote down, uh, shockingly enough, were just generally good financial planning tips that you would have during a normal year, a non-recession year, a non-inflation year. Um, We've said many times that if you've got a good financial plan, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really matter that. Yeah. Uh, they adjust for things, and um, if, if uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm kind of thinking this is almost superfluous because um, if you got a good financial plan, you're following it. Inflation and recession not going to bother you, other than hurt your feelings. I mean, yeah, I, I, and, and I'll give you some examples. The the first thing that you should do to prepare for a recession, inflation, uh, assess your budget. And again, that's the first that that's the first tip I would give anybody that's trying to get started with their finances is have a budget. And and here it says reassess your budget. And I think I mean that's a good idea. You know, if you were used to spending uh, X amount of dollars on stuff before prices went up, all right. Now that prices are up, it's definitely time to reassess it and see. Okay, am I spending too much now that prices have gone up? Obviously, I'm spending more on certain things to account for that. So. Is there are there some things that I'm spending too much money on? Can I cut back somewhere to help help save money? So, but again, that's just the first first thing to do with any financial plan is to have a budget and to reassess it regularly. So I would not I would not say that this is this is useful for a recession or inflation an inflationary year, but it's that's just good information anytime. Well, and think of this too. We we talked about many example last week about the boats on the water that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you have if your ability to use something has been crippled by rising inflation rates and higher gas prices, 
you didn't have any business buying to begin with. Just because you can, aff- we've said this before, just because you can afford the payment on something doesn't mean you can afford the item. If you can afford the payment, but you can't afford to put gas in it and use it, then you can't afford it. Uh, so, um, oh, excuse me, I'm in the middle of young. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so uh, my whole point is, and George's whole point is, if interest rates go up or go down, it shouldn't change your spending habits. You should be on a track that you're on. Low interest rates are good, obviously. But it doesn't mean all of a sudden you decide you can go out and, and buy that Ferrari now. Yeah. Part of being a good financial plan is having a good financial plan is discipline mm-hmm. and not letting the outside uh, influences change your 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 direction. Yeah, the latest trend. That, and and when you know the biggest thing with reassessing your budget. Okay, prices are going up. I, I used to spend, uh, let's say, two hundred dollars a month going out to eat. And now I'm because because prices have gone up. Now I'm spending, oh, four hundred dollars a month. Let's just say. All right. I can still afford to do that, but it may not be the wisest thing for me to be spending twice as much as I was. So, again, it's it's just it's all about looking for areas that maybe you can cut back on. Uh, And again, I would say you need to be doing this anyway, not just during an inflationary year. Yeah, not because of inflation, just because that's what it should be. Just, Just a good habit. But again, just a good idea. Uh, number two, and again, I have to kind of giggle, I kind of chuckle at this. Contribute more to your emergency fund. Again, you should be doing that anyway. Uh, and, and the reasoning here is that, um, you know, if you lose your job due to inflation or unemployment or whatever, uh, you'll have that that rainy day fund to go back on. But again, I would argue that in a in any given year, you should be contributing to your emergency fund anyway. Uh, that's just, again, that's just a, that's kind of step two. Step one is budget. Step two is, uh, is put money in the bank and save it for a rainy day in case your car breaks down or your air conditioning blows or something like that. Um, so the first two have kind of been general good tips. Uh, number three, I, I think is, is again, just a good general tip, but really important for inflation year. Focus on paying off high interest debt. And I think, again, that's just a good idea anyway. But I think this is the first one that, that really applies during an inflation year. And, th- and that would also go towards a ver- any variable loan that you have. Um, as, inflation, as, as inflation goes up, like we talked about last week, interest rates go up. As interest rates go up, if you've got a variable loan or a high interest loan, um, your, your payments are going to go up, which means less of your money is going into your pocket. So especially in a year like this year where everything is getting more expensive, you know, there's no way to avoid paying, you know, three and a half, four dollars for gas. You got to have gas in your car. Groceries are going, everything's going up. So the whole point of this is to control what you can pay off. And again, those, those high interest loans, you can pay those off. And what that does is that just that saves you some extra money, uh, especially again, that's just a good idea anyway. But in a year where everything's more expensive, like I said, this is something that you can control. I can't control the price of gas. I can't control the price of bread and milk at the grocery store. I can't control the price of a restaurant, but I can control how much money I'm paying in debt. And so if you focus more on paying off that debt, again, more money in your pocket and it it, it, it frees up some of that cash to go towards your emergency savings fund or um, oh, I've been wanting to buy a boat for years. Okay. So it just, it, it, it this, this, these are all about putting you in the driver's seat instead of letting inflation, uh, drive you all over the place. All right. Evaluate your investment choices. Take a look at where you are. You know, if, if, if your investment choices, the last two years, I'm sure they were doing fantastic. All right. 
now may not, you know, there may be, there may need to be some changes. Talk to your financial person, see, um, see, see what the plan calls for in a year like this year. Now, again, with a good financial plan, it would have already accounted for this sort of thing. And there should be no major changes. One of, one of the things, you know, we're, we're in what's called a bear market right now. I'm sure y'all have heard the term bull and bear market to, to put it simple. A bull market is when the market is up and a bear market is when the market is down. That's no, that's that's a, a very simplistic way of putting it, but that's where it is. Um, don't be afraid of a bear market. A bear market is is normal, just like inflation, just like recession. A bear market is going to happen every so often. Uh, there have been more bull markets than bear markets. The average bear market, uh, I just looked, the average bear market lasts 413 days. So um, just a hair over a year. I mean, like a uh, uh, yeah, like a year and a quarter or something like that. So the whole the whole point behind this is that don't be afraid of a down market. If you have a good financial plan, a good portfolio mixture, it has accounted for those bad years. And we've said this before. If you are more than, I don't know, uh, 10 years away from retirement, what do you care about what ha- what's happening That's in the market? Right. You know, we're in a bear market right now. The market's down uh, I don't know, 12, 15%. All right. Uh, I'm 20, uh, 27 as of last week. Uh, I'm 27 years old. What do I care about what the market's doing? I'm going to keep putting money into the market as I have been. I'm not going to change anything I'm doing. Uh, if I have some extra cash, now's a great time to put stuff in because put more money in because stuff is cheaper. But I'm not making any drastic changes to my my portfolio, to my plan, because it's accounted for those years, number one. And number two, again, I got 35 years before this becomes relevant to me. So why do I care that the market's down right now? Now, take somebody like the master over here who is 62, all right, a little bit closer to retirement than I am. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a hair. Just a hair closer to retirement than I am. Now, your portfolio obviously looks vastly different than mine. It's much less aggressive than mine. Given the market environment, interest rate environment that we're in, have you made any changes to your uh, investments this year? No. My my portfolio was designed based on how many years away I am from retirement. And the the <clears throat> financial plan I've been working on for the last 20 years for myself and your mom takes into account some recession, some inflation. So now I haven't changed one thing about mine. They're just uh, – now, is my portfolio down? Of course it is. Everybody's is. But it's much higher than I thought it was going to be because I've had a bunch of good years, too, that I wasn't anticipating. So Yeah. Yeah, so no, we haven't um, – we haven't flinched. Yeah, somebody that is much closer to retirement than I am that, that a year like this would have more of an impact on still hasn't changed anything no. because, again, the plan – no, that aggravates the crap out of me. Don't get me wrong. Sure, but, uh, but the your your financial plan that you set up years ago factored in. All right, every ten years we're gonna have at least one of these. Probably, you know, we're we're gonna have one or two of these every ten years, and so um, I have to account for that. And that's that's the important thing. The I would I would ask all of you that are working with a a a financial person, whether it be a planner, advisor, whatever, um, ne- call them up and ask them how does my plan account for sexist. you. Her, him, or her. Excuse me. Call call him or her. Excuse me. You're right. I, I deeply apologize. Call your person up and say, um, and ask them, how does my financial plan account for years like this year? You know, obviously things are going to go down, but how do I account for that? And they better have a good answer for it because uh, we know years like this year are going to happen. And so the best thing you can do is prepare for it ahead of time and and account for them. There's, there's no way to avoid taking losses in a year like this year unless you just go straight in cash 
again, and with inflation, you're still losing money. So the best thing you can do is account for it and just, and be ready for it and just kind of, you know, Ooh, that hurts, but keep moving forward and stick to the plan. All right. Well, the other thing too, we've talked before is that what makes our system work is that we assume a very conservative 6% return. So when you have some years where you're making 10 or 12, like we just had, that, that builds up your cush, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people come in there also, well, they tell me they can get 12%. Well, they probably can, and we probably can too. <clears throat> but mathematically, when I'm doing your plan design, I'm going to assume a very conservative interest rate because I know if we can retire at a conservative rate, if we have a good rate, it's going to be a, slap it out of the ballpark. Yeah, if, it, if it'll work at six and we get 12, okay, I know it'll work then. But but I, I, we're all about – the way that we do planning is we're all about realistic expectations. Six percent is a pretty reasonable expectation for the market over a lifetime. We're not talking year to year. We're talking over a lifetime. That's a pretty reasonable expectation, all right? Um if I'm quoting 10 or 12%, we could probably do it, but that that's just not nearly as realistic as, again, over a lifetime, that's not as realistic. So we're all about realistic expectations. And again, assuming worst case scenario, 6%, not necessarily being the worst case scenario, but that's on the lower end of a, a stock market return. And again, if it'll work at 6% and we do better than that, you know, that's just, that's icing on the cake. That's gravy on the potatoes, whatever you want to call it. So, um, don't try to time the market. We've had so Please many we've had so many questions about that this year. And and logically, people you know, people's logic is spot on. The argument is, okay, the market is down and going down. Shouldn't I get out right now and get back in when it when it bottom when it bottoms out or when it starts to go back up? And on paper, in theory, that is that sounds fantastic. Okay, I need to get out while it's low and get back in when it's going back up. Sounds great. But the question I always ask people is, when's the market going to quit going down? When, when is it going to bottom out or when's it going to go back up? And people kind of laugh and, and, and we laugh about it. And I said, that's that's the whole thing behind timing the market is that nobody knows when it's going to bottom out. Nobody knows when it's going to go back up. And so you're at you're crippling yourself by by trying to time it because, you know, number one, it's stressful trying to figure that out. Number two, we've talked about this before. If you miss just one or two good days in the market that has huge impacts on your returns 10 plus years down the road missing one day and so even though this this sounds like a cop-out answer the best thing to do in a year like this year is ride it out don't move don't change anything certainly don't get out of the market because what what you're doing when you know when people say the market's going down i need to get out and okay so you want to get out of the market while it's going down which means you're selling at a loss and locking in that loss that is uh no that is the opposite of what you're supposed to do so don't time the market just ride the wave again i know that sounds like a a cheap cop-out answer but that's honestly the best thing to do in a year like this year there's there's no no one alive no one ever has been able to successfully time the market consecutively you know year after year after year and win the market will win every time if you do that and wall street will make a ton of money off of you I would think too that if you're a plan, if you're a person, you're a financial person, mm-hmm. um, showing you something that's too good to be true, then it's too good to be true. Uh, again, we've had people come back and say, well, he said, get me 12%. And I said, well, if he can get you 12%, 
get in writing, and I'll give him my money too because I want twelve percent. Oh well. yeah. Oh, I've told people that. Yeah. So what the point we're trying to make here is that the the idea behind inflation, recession, whatnot, these are normal parts of an economy, and your plan has to embrace that. It can't run from it. Can't put the head in the sand like an ostrich. It has to embrace it. Again, it's it's interesting. The more I'm, the more we're talking about this stuff, the more this the more this just sounds like a general financial planning show instead of hey, this is how you fight inflation. This is how you fight a recession. But again, I, I think that I think that lends itself to the strength of a good financial plan. That the whole point of a financial plan is that it prepares for good years, bad years, so so years. Everything, every possibility that you could have during your life, the plan accounts for that. And so the whole point is that. These are just good habits that you should be having anyway. Don't change your habit. If you're changing your, if you're having to change your habits to fight inflation, you didn't have good habits to begin with. I just had a great, a great analogy. You know, when you, um, we all, well, we all don't. I eat too much. And, I don't know what that's like. Um, well, that's why I was using the meeting example. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. that's like. And so when I go to the restaurant. And my favorite food is on sale. Let's say my favorite meal, buy one, get one free. I still don't do that because it's not good for me. I'm not going to let the price dictate to me what I do. Yeah, just just because you can get another one for free doesn't mean you're going to jump all over that and, and eat it. Yeah, and so the point of the matter then is that um, you shouldn't let – we told us earlier, you shouldn't let prices of things encourage you to do things out of your budget, out of your financial plan. So if the market's down, that's part of the uh, – that's, that's, that's life. It happens. The market's up, that's good. It happens. There's Don't, re, don't re, react to that because any reaction has a fee involved, and you're not getting that fee. Your person is. Yep. We talk about this a lot. We talked about it earlier. Don't don't jump on trends. Don't follow. Don't jump on what other people are doing just because it seems oh that that they're doing it. That must it must be good for me. No, don't do that because again, every time you do that, there's a fee involved. Wall Street's making a killing off of it. You're not investing as we've talked about. And financial planning should be boring. There's nothing. There should not be anything glamorous about it. But as long as it gets you to the finish line and you can achieve your goals throughout your life. Uh, what do you care how flashy it is? Uh, again, the whole point is not to keep up with the Joneses because more often than not, the Joneses are trying to keep up with you. And that that's kind of a little known thing. So in a year like this year, um, the best thing you can do a year like this year, the year like we had last year, where, it was, where everything was great, have a financial plan. I mean, that's that's the best advice I can give you. Work with your person, have a financial plan set out to and again, make sure you ask your person, all right, this plan we've got, how does it account for inflation? How does it account for recessions? How does it take into account those bad years along? Because it's it's easy to write a financial plan when we're having a great year. It's much harder to do it for it to account everything. I mean, our, our job is fantastic during years like 2020, 2021. Our job is less fun this year because it's <laughs> uh, it's just it's much harder. But it is it is a necessary part of a financial plan. If you if you if your person is not accounting for inflation in your financial plan, they're doing you a disservice. And that's that's harsh, but that's the reality of it. They are ignoring an inevitable an, an, an inevitability in your lifetime. And that's gonna hurt you in the long run. Um 
again, I was impressed that you used that word too. Yeah, it, it really was a struggle for me to get it out. Um, anyway, so we're well, let, let's recap. So number one, how do you how do you get ready for inflation, recession, things like that? All right, um, you don't. You're already ready. If you yeah. got a good plan, if you're you got, already ready. If you got a good plan, yeah, exactly. Let's say you don't have a good plan. What are some things that you can do right now to get ready to to help? get through this call the journey's group yeah call the journey's group 252 yeah um first of all have a budget get a budget uh, or if you have a budget reassess it make sure that um as prices have gone up you're not overspending on some things again just make make sure everything you got is in line number two make sure you're putting money in the bank every month build up that emergency savings account because if uh, if a rainy day comes especially I, I think i think it's more important this year than anything if your car breaks down and you've got to put it on a credit card with rising interest rates oh my lord you're just digging yourself a, a deeper hole because you know you're looking at a 30% interest rate on a credit card because you didn't have money in the bank. Um, and then, and number three, work with your person, have a plan, uh, just get a financial plan because it will account for all of these things and help you uh, get ready for inflation, recession, everything in between. If you have questions about this, if you need some help with this, if you want to challenge anything we've said today, give us a call, 252 252- Seven four six six seven eight five. Again, two five two, seven four six six seven eight five. As we've been saying, this year is is obviously not great. It's a little bit painful, but it is not any worse than any other year of inflation or recession that we've ever had. We are not on the verge of economic and worldly collapse. <laughs> um, we are fighting that narrative very hard because it seems like that's all everybody's thinking about. Uh, folks, if, you, if you've got these good financial habits and a good financial plan, this year is aggravating. It's annoying, but it's nothing more than that. It's nothing more than a, than a speed bump uh, in, your, in your financial road. Um, and it's just it's just not that big of a deal. And it's not that hard to prepare for this stuff if you've got the discipline and the want to to do it. Um, and again, it all comes down to the discipline and the habits. Hear the music in my ear, so I guess we better get on out of here. I appreciate you letting us spend some time with you today. Hope you have a great rest of your week. We look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking, Taking care, care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.